2: and welcome to All Things Therapy. I am Lisa here, your host, where we are changing consciousness one conversation at a time. Today is the last day of 2020, and I know many people are just feeling so relieved about that and eager for a new year to begin. And as much as I am excited for a new year to begin, I believe that Every moment is potentially new for us if we just choose to look at it from a different perspective, and my guest today is really an expert on looking at things from different perspectives and new vantage points, and I'm going to introduce him in a few minutes, but I thought he'd be just such a great guest since Ian Jaded works in the fields of paranormal states of consciousness, lucid dreaming, and astral projection, even now is we're in between ending last year, starting a new one. Time is really a man-made construct that time is happening continually at all levels constantly. And, And while that might be a little hard to grasp, I've experienced through meditation, really being able to sense and feel into that field of things happening simultaneously, past, present, and future. And so I say that to encourage you that whatever you have been through this year that has been challenging and hard, it can absolutely shift and change with your focused attention on wanting to see things differently, calling in the experiences that you desire, releasing what you don't want. And in that vein, my work As an intuitive psychotherapist is about that. I am available for sessions to work with you through Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, and phone. Please reach out to me. My website is NOLA therapy.com, N O L A T H E R A P Y.com. And I offer you quite a few things there that might be of interest. I have an online class having to do with empowerment, I-N-powerment, sourcing from within yourself and bringing that forth outwardly into your life. I also have a book that just released in November of 2020. It's called The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. It is endorsed by His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama. It's such an honor in my life to have his holiness's endorsement and have been in correspondence with him the last few months about it. And so I really encourage you to check out my book. Links are at Nola Therapy. It's also available through all major retailers, Barnes and Noble, brick and mortars as well as barnesandnoble.com, Amazon, through my publisher inner traditions it's at local bookstores like blue cypress books in new orleans on oak street mystic journey bookstore in los angeles on main street in santa monica and nola therapy is all the links but i really encourage you to check it out i have a different way of of healing through self-compassion and forgiveness that his holy his holiness embraced and endorsed and i'm trying to think what else um that's about it, nolawtherapy.com. And let's move into more fully introducing Ian Jaded. He's an author and a researcher, like I said, in the fields of lucid dreaming, astral projection, and paranormal states of consciousness. We're going to be talking to him about what those things mean and how they apply and affect our lives. He's worked in these areas for over 30 years. He's also an artist. And he's the host of the video series called Migration, and author of two books. One is called Tripping the Field, and the other book is Migration. And you can access everything he offers through his website at ianjaded.com, I-A-N-J-A-Y-D-I-D.com, and his YouTube channel, Ian Jaded, as well, is where you can watch his videos. So with that, I want to welcome you, Ian.
1: Hello, Lisa. How are you?
2: I'm doing
1: great. How are you today? I am fantastic. Yeah, I am. It's a chilly day on the front range of the Rocky Mountains, but it is. Uh, but I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing oh, great. Yeah, uh, it sounds beautiful. I, yeah, I just realized that this is the last day of 2020. I, 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 was, I was so much looking forward to this interview. I said, "Oh, that's right. It's, it is the 31st. How crazy is that?" So uh, uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm. I'm so thankful to be here.
2: As am I that you're with us. Since you know, this date is significant. quantum realm, the spiritual realm, like what time, space, a lot of your work is really collapsing all those. and And how our narratives and the stories we tell ourselves impact our reality. They impact our emotions, our mental and physical health. So where do you want to begin with how you like to, you know, help people understand seeing life from a different sure. perspective?
1: sure so you know it's so funny because that all of the things that you've been talking about the idea of how much our narratives impact us that is something that we are hearing so much you know we're and it's become cliche and that's one of the first things that I always I try to combat that and I and I always ask people to really challenge themselves to get past just seeing these things as cliche models. So I'm constantly trying to rework my language around that. You know, you hear these ideas of, well, we're not our story. You're more than your story. You know how we are timeless and all that. And what I'm trying to do with my work uh, at this point in my life, I am trying to not so much talk about myself or the experiences I've had, although I I do – I do indulge people with that from time to time if they really want to hear stories. But so much, I'm trying to get people aligned to the point where they can start experiencing this for themselves. And for me, at least, the for me, my gateway into this started when I was about 19 and I started experiencing lucid dreams. So I'll talk a little bit about that, but that's yeah. not as much as, yeah, so, so let's talk about that what that means exactly because when this happened to me my first lucid dream state i had absolutely no idea what had happened after my first lucid dream state uh, all i knew was that my system was absolutely in shock i had no idea what happened and i couldn't really quite describe it to anyone else all i knew was that i, I knew that I said this was not a normal dream but i couldn't quite put my finger on what exactly was the quality exactly? what was different about this? I knew that it was hyper realistic. I found myself my first lucid dream. I found myself in a forest actually uh in michigan and it and it appeared to be i was it appeared that I was looking at a part of Michigan that I was familiar with since childhood, but but I was seeing it from what it looked like some 200 years ago. Um, now, And we can talk about that as well if we have time, but it does kind of fall into this notion that there really is not linear time, as you had mentioned earlier. Mm. I started to have to kind of cope with that, you know, and what's interesting about that notion is that, you know, that's not just mumbo jumbo. That really is not just some spiritual concept. I am I'm pretty well versed now in quantum physics and cosmology and whatnot. And, you know, even physicists like Brian Green will will gladly admit that even physicists cannot even quite understand why we experience time in a linear fashion. They don't understand it because as far as they're concerned, there really does not seem to be any reason why we do experience things going from the past to the present and then moving forward in, you know towards the future. There's really no real physical law for that. Anyway let's not dive down that yeah. rabbit hole too deeply right now but that's just you know some food for thought we can we can let you chew on that a little bit but lucid dreaming what i finally realized when i had this when i had this experience was that you know what made this different was that i wasn't i was aware that it was a dream i completely became conscious within a dream state and that is what i what i found out down the road was that that was the most Radical aspect of what had happened. The scenery and the details were beautiful and they were blissful. And most lucid dreams and even astral projections are generally just astounding. But that's not to me where I'm at now. I'm realizing that that's not the most important thing. The most important thing about all of this is that you have, in order to become conscious in a dream state, You have to rise above the narrative of the dream story, Mm. right? So in a normal dream, what's happening in a normal dream? You know, let's suppose you're having a normal dream and you find yourself on planet X and you are fighting aliens and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Well, what's going on in that state? What's happening in a normal dream? You are never stopping and going, wait a minute, this is ridiculous, None of this makes sense. Right. None of this. Th- this isn't my story. This isn't who I am. But we tend we, we're, we're not people who have been trained, especially in the West. We are not people who have been trained to really stop and question the narrative that's been presented to us, whether it's been whether that narrative is coming from outside you know, from, from somebody else, from something we're seeing on a screen, something we're reading in a book or something that's even going on in our head. Right. Because that's what a dream is. It's all something that's generally, it's something that's churning, churning through your memory. Your, 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 your mind is spinning a story for you. So what I found was that that was the key that I was able to step back from the narrative in the moment and go, hold on. None of this is real so i don't want to keep on talking too much if so, you want to break lo- in <laughs> yeah let me ask you a
2: question about that is what makes lucid dreaming different from our our i'm going to say put in air quotes normal dreams that in lucid dreaming we're able to affect a, a cause we're able to control we're able to to be in the dream almost like we're in a video game like making it go exactly. the way we want versus on the roller coaster ride of like a dream where you're in a car driving off a cliff, like in lucid dreaming, would you be able to turn the car so you're not driving off the cliff for instance, Is it that kind of situation?
1: In In general? Yes. Depends on how good you are at detaching from those narratives. So your mind is built for narratives and we are, you know, it almost, I think of, The narratives that are running on constantly in our internal dialogue, it's it's almost like our consciousness has an attraction for them. And now at this point, I've kind of realized why that is. There's a reason why we have an attraction for narratives. So, So let me show you how that plays out. When you first become conscious, that's the first thing, when you stop and you have that aha moment, and there are ways to get there, which we can talk about. For me it, it, it all happened spontaneous by the way. There are many lucid dreamers out there who all kinds of techniques will tell you, you know, do this before you go to bed and keep a journal and you can do this trick and this trick. All of this happened to me fairly spontaneously okay, at first. Cool. So I didn't have to, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't really have to do any work. My brain clearly was kind of already tuned and you know, and it and it was because I was always a child who was always questioning reality. Even at a young age, I was I always had that mindset of like You know, listening to what I was being told and going, really, is that really the situation? And so being skeptical is is a really good quality to have. And I felt that I always kind of had that as a child. But the biggest thing when you're saying, when you're asking what is the biggest difference, as I said, the difference is that present moment awareness. You are no longer caught up in memory because Mm. that's where dreams come from. That's all that dreams are, right? And that's all that our internal dialogue is. That's all that we have to work with is what is going on in our memory. It's returning, it's reconfiguring our what is already present in our mind, in our memory. And its is that in the present moment, the past cannot survive. All right. right. And if you think right. of me- if you think of memory, if you think of our memory as being something that really is just something, it's a ghost from the past you have to become present and you have to become present in the moment. And when you can do that, you can go, oh, there's that aha. And you, and, and then everything changes. It doesn't necessarily mean that your body wakes up. That's what's so amazing right. about this. Your body does not necessarily wake up, although that can happen in some cases. But then you stop and go, oh, none of this is real. And there is the trick. And that's what I always have to delineate with people that if when we're talking about true lucidity – I am talking about there is no story at all that you are bought into at that point. I mean, some people will say, oh, I was lucid. I was being chased. So, you know, I'll give you one example. I'm being chased by this monster. And then I kind of realize, oh, wait, this is just a dream, but you're still running. Do you see the difference? Yeah, yeah, You're I still do. So running do, from that. So there's. How so do that, we get the to difference? Change that. So we're participating in. So Exactly. So you have to completely stop. It's all a a matter of completely stopping the whole momentum of the dream. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. The first trick, of course, is to have that initial aha moment. And what I always suggest is that there's ways to do that. But one way to do that is to, it's a good thing to do reality checks or what I call them narrative checks throughout the day. Because these techniques I've started to learn they're not just things, they're not just things you can do in your dream states. In mm-hmm. fact, most of the tech most of the techniques that I espouse, I've realized, oh, and it took me years to figure this out. I started realizing, oh, this isn't just good for my dream state. This is good for all the time. And you know, even when I'm awake where you're stopping throughout the day, I have videos on this and I talk about this like books and whatnot, where you're stopping throughout the day and going, Okay, what is real right now? Who am I? What is my, my story? right now. And I would ask I that. that even to your and I would ask that even to your listeners. I mean just think about just as as an example, you people who are out there listening to this right now, just stop for a moment and ask yourself right now, what is your story right now? You have a little context that your world is sort of wrapped, you know, it's you have this uh this sort of cage that, that you're wrapped in right now. And it's a cage of context. And that story can look like a lot of different things. Well, you know, I'm driving you know, home from the grocery store and I've got this on my XM radio or something. I happen to be listening to this and then I've got to go home and then I've got to go fix dinner. And then, you know, later on, I'm going to do this and it, you're wrapped in a little story that's all wrapped around, you know, the, the, your idea of the past right. and what you're going to do in the, and what you're going to do in the future. So what I try to do is say, hey, stop. Just stop throughout the day from time to time and just be aware of it. You don't have to do anything with it. You just have to be present with it. Just be aware. And just be aware. And when you do that, what I suggest is you do a very simple trick. You lift up your hand in front of your face. I mean literally, this is not metaphorically. Yeah. Right? I mean you literally lift up your you literally lift your hand up in front of your face when you do this and you just let your gaze fall onto your hand, and you just mm. hold your focus on your hand for a moment. And I'm going to tell you exactly why we do this and why, it's, why I'm suggesting you do this with your hand. So when you do this, you just keep asking yourself, what, what is my mirror? What is the story I'm involved in right now? What is true? Where am I right now? How did I get here? How did I get to this place right here? What is the story that I have that made it this very place? over into your dream state, a very strange thing happens. So Mm. there seems to be a universal quality about our dreams. When you hold your attention to anything in your dream state long enough, they'll shapeshift anything. Mm. And I mean, anything, whatever the object is, if you just hold your attention to anything too long, it will shapeshift. Now I use my hand and there's a reason I use my hand because your hand is always going to be in your dream state. I guarantee all of you. Wow. Your hand is always your hand is always going to be in dream state. Now, do you remember the movie Inception? Yes, but it was do so long ago. Okay. So, those of you who saw the movie Inception, it kind of deals with the idea of jumping into dream states and they they use these little Toys, they call them totems in in there, and there's a lot of lucid dreamers who have different tricks that they'll that they uh, in the movie they have uh, uh, the main character Cobb. He has a little top that he spins, and he tries to and he stares at the top in the movie, and he sees what the top does, and that's wow. his real that's his reality check. But what I'm saying is that it's a cute device, and there's a lot of lucid dreamers who have different devices. What I've noticed is that those devices are not always going to be present in your dream state. It may, That that top might not be in your pocket. Your little reality check, the little tool that you use might not be on you, might not have access to it in a dream state. For some reason, your hands are always going to be there. And that's because they're our main tool that we use to manipulate our world. I mean, we, we use our hands for everything, right? So I think that's so good because
2: it's, it's yes. like we're forming that mind-body connection between our waking life and our our dreaming life by doing the narrative check and looking at
1: our hands. Precisely. Precisely. So what you'll notice in a dream state is carry that from your daily practice into a dream state. Your hand will shapeshift. So here's the thing. Now, over the years now, I have seen my hands do everything. They, they might vanish. You might suddenly find more fingers growing out of the palm of your hand. A lot of freaky things will happen. But what will happen at that point is that now, if you see your hand shape-shift in front of you, now you, that sends a deep, deep message, an undeniable message that, okay, now I know 100%. I am absolutely, I have no doubt, I am in a dream state now. I am dreaming. And you adapt to this actually very quickly. So, you know, then you're, then you're awake, then you're truly awake. And then it's just a matter of making sure that there are no other narratives that are still, you know, attacking you. Like, you know, some people might say, Oh yeah, but I'm still dealing with this, that you know, my dream thing going, there's no drama going on at all. You're, you're inside your head. Basically you're inside of of a dream state. And now then it's playtime, you know, then you can go explore And then you can go, you know, seeing, well, what are the bounds of this new world that I'm in? Uh, And again, this all connects to exactly what's going on with our daily world. We don't question our story. We think we're so convinced that we are the story that's going on in our head. We're so convinced of this. We never stop and question it. And what I find beautiful about lucid dreaming is that it teaches us, it proves to us that truly, concretely, that we are not our story. There is a part of us that can be conscious and consciously observe the story that's going on, but we are not the story. We can separate whatever it is that we are. And I, my position is that we are pure consciousness. Whatever it is that we are, we can step aside and be, you know be aware of the story, if that makes sense. So
2: it does. So let me ask you a question to bridge it to another another uh, term or a thing. So how does this lucid dreaming and doing a narrative check, how does this bridge and connect with paranormal states of consciousness?
1: And, and Perfect does it segue. Perfect. So, so here's the truth about consciousness that I've also learned over the years. It's what I call non-localized. We have another story that we have been t- sold into about consciousness and that idea is that consciousness lives somewhere in the brain, right? That's the story that we've all been basically told. Somewhere it lives in our body, somewhere it lives somewhere behind our eyes, that there's this magical point somewhere, and it, and it lives there. And what I am saying is that that's another narrative. So when you can get into a state in a – now, I've, I always do this from dream states. Think about the idea of or or all of the dynamics and the factors – that are involved with uh, with a waking up in a dream state when you wake up in your dreams you are you first of all you detach not just from your narratives but now you're in a very special place where also your body is asleep and that is a very important extra extra piece of information for you because now you're not bound to anything. And it turns mm-hmm. out that when I say that your consciousness is non-localized, now you are finally in the state where you can truly explore that truth. Your body's asleep. Your muscles are in what, what they call sleep paralysis. Your muscles are out. You're in the REM state, but, and you are completely detaching from your narrative. So there's nothing left really for your consciousness to cling to. And that's what our consciousness is doing throughout the day. It's clinging to some notion, some notion of being stuck in the body, some notion of being stuck somewhere behind the eyes or some notion of our ego that, you know, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And this is, you know, I'm so-and-so and yada, yada, yada and this is what I'm doing today. It detaches from all of that. And when that happens, your consciousness is free. It's, a, it's as simple as that. It, you are now, your consciousness is left to its natural state of being and so what i had to deal with as these experiences went on again these started for me when i was a teenager i started noticing that these experiences started moving into me observing things that were going on outside of where my sleeping body was at and i was able to right. come back and go and i was you know after a while i would come back and go I I wonder if that was actually happening. Like, you know, I think one of the first times was that I went and visited my mother. I was observing my mother cooking breakfast in the morning, but she was, my mother was 200 miles away at the time out out Chicago. And I I even saw, I saw the clock on the wall. I saw everything. So, you know, when I woke up later in the morning, I I thought, well, what the heck, I'm going to give her a call. So I called her. I said, mom, just humor me for a second. So, you know, at 7.20 in the morning, I need you to tell me exactly what you are doing. Okay. As these stories started flooding in for me, I started, to my horror at first, I started finding that they were precisely what I was seeing over and over and over again. It, it got to the point where even my, I have a very rational, uh, you know, kind of a logical mindset, but after Oh, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen stories rolled in. That was precisely what I was observing. I said, "Okay, I—it's—it's it's inappropriate to keep calling this coincidence. I am clearly yeah. able to somehow get information from outside." Now, well, I can't say what, that. that what I can protection to, is when
2: you can go visit.
1: Precisely. So that's what I started to, and you know, and that blew my mind because you know when these started happening to me. You know, again, I was nineteen. I'm forty-eight now. This was this was some time ago. The internet wasn't really a thing. And I so I kinda was left to go try to find oh, yeah. the right information, the right books, and, and and the idea that there was some connection between lucid dreaming and astral projection. Well yes. I mean I I had no I didn't even dream that there would even be a connection between those two ideas. So I you mean, know, why would I even To me, with my logical mindset, I thought, well, why would there even be a connection between these conscious dream states and somehow leaving your body? What does that even mean? Why would there even be a connection with that? Again, now it makes sense. Now I'm realizing all the factors that are taking place there. When you're in a lucid dream state, all of the things that you're dropping, you're you're, you're getting rid of all your narratives, you're able to step away from all of them, and also your body is asleep. And so it's not like you can really even identify with, your body it's it's out of the picture so you've got the perfect formula for lucid dreaming to just step out and go explore at that point
2: and to experience a paranormal state of consciousness
1: uh, and that's the best thing i can say now when i say paranormal i don't mean supernatural uh, understand because i believe that this is whatever's going on this is a perfectly perfectly natural state of being i do not believe that we are I don't, I'm not, I don't even believe we're breaking any laws of physics with any of this. I think that at some point they're going to possibly realize that consciousness is not something that's living in your head. It's, it's, more, it's more connected to like a wave, like a wave of light or something like that. I, you know, I, I yeah. won't see your eyes. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a physicist. I won't go there. but uh, I feel that these are perfectly natural things. But when I say paranormal, let me be extremely clear that this is healing it is healing on the deepest sense of healing yes. i mean this is like the source of healing because think about what you're doing you are every story that you have carried ever about every negative idea that you've ever held if you're able to drop that for a moment and go and realize oh i'm not that i'm not that story and also i'm not even my body i'm something that's observing it I mean, it's the most healing thing ever. And I started realizing, oh, I can heal myself in these states too, which I eventually started doing. I started going into these states of consciousness to heal parts of my body, to heal everything from common colds to, you know... uh,
0: Julie.com.
2: This is Leo Skeppy, and this is your official invitation to listen to my podcast, Aware and Aggravated. I discuss self-improvement beyond the surface level. I break things down psychologically, spiritually, and emotionally with some of the most unique and refreshing perspectives that I've ever found.
1: And sharing them has
2: changed so many people's lives already just from listening. I speak realistically with brutal honesty because that's what gives people the boost they need. A boost in confidence, energy, discipline, and overall acceptance and love for yourself. Everything is about to get better. So subscribe today. Aware and aggravated.
1: Strange ailments. I wasn't sure what was going on, like inflammation and whatnot, all sorts of things. And it's 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 a blissful state. It is a perfectly. It is a beautiful state to go into. So paranormal doesn't even quite doesn't right, quite address. sum it up. Well,
2: Ian, I'm gonna I'm gonna do our commercial break right now. But when we come back, I want to talk more. About what I'm sensing and feeling is is our non-localized consciousness in these these states that we can access with some Mm -hmm. practice. I'd love to hear more about how our listeners, you know, can start practicing kind of tuning themselves to, to this expanded confident consciousness and infinite intelligence as I think of it. So I'll bring you back on in just a few minutes.
1: Fantastic. I'm here.
2: Awesome. So I want to offer you a technique for weight loss and food cravings by a practitioner that I've worked with. She's been featured in Psychology Today, Shape, Women's Health, and Fitness magazines. Brittany Watkins' system is based upon EFT tapping, which you might have heard about or even tried on your own. EFT tapping interrupts the encoding of memory in your brain and reprograms your brain and body so that food cravings to things like chocolate, ice cream, junk food, and alcohol cease. And this puts you in control of your health and your weight as a byproduct. Brittany is offering you her Think and Then Tapping System for 50% off as my listener. Go to PushTheFoodAway.com and use code THERAPY50. doesn't matter if it's capitalized or not. It will autocorrect, and you can take 50% off her program. I did a session with her working on a food craving I've had for a long time And she helped me connect the emotional reasons why I found that food so satisfying and nurturing and would gravitate to it as a way to self-soothe. But I didn't like it because I didn't stop having a portion or two. So she walks you through her process and you'll get an easy to follow step-by-step formula to end cravings and stress eating permanently and immediately in less than seven minutes. So go to push thefoodaway.com, and use promo code THERAPY50. She's helped over 100,000 people cure their unhealthy relationship to food. So is there something interfering with your happiness, preventing you, you feel like, you believe from achieving your goals? BetterHelp has been a longstanding sponsor of my podcast. They are a HIPAA-secure therapy platform that offers you phone and video sessions with therapists in less than 24 hours. I was one of their practitioners earlier on, and I can vouch for how easy their platform is to use and access as a client. You can send your therapist a message anytime. Everyone on the platform is licensed And you can request a new counselor if you feel like they're not a good fit. They are also more affordable than traditional counseling, and they offer financial aid if you qualify. You can work with them on issues ranging from depression, stress, and anxiety to family conflicts, LGBT matters, and self-esteem. As my listener, they offer you 10% off your first month to go try them out at BetterHelp.com. Forward slash ATT, B E T T E R H E L P dot com, forward slash ATT for all things therapy. Okay, Ian, so I wondered yeah. if any insights or awarenesses came to you as we were on that little break to spend our last portion of the show on.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh- I mean, if you want to talk about more specific techniques, I think that's probably probably the best thing if we want I think to. I love to hear. I'm
2: taking notes. From... To, yeah. So yeah. Oh,
1: fantastic! All right. And I'm sure,
2: I'm so, sure our listeners do as well. So please.
1: Absolutely. So uh, I'm going to also direct people back to if if not my books, my videos. Those are completely free. If you don't want to go spend money on a book right now, since I know that finances are tight for everyone, the videos are free, and I go through all of this step-by-step, step, and I explain certain meditation techniques. So, uh, you know, it's interesting that you said the Dalai Lama supported your your last book, and I would say that if I had to identify my of course, I'm a person who is anti-narrative, anti-identification. If I had to identify myself as as with a particular philosophy or religion, I would say that at this point in my life, the closest that would describe me would be a Zen Buddhist and that's because of when we come down to Zen, we come down to the purest notion of what Zen is, is really, if you're understanding what I'm saying, Zen Zen is all about what it is that I'm saying, because they are all about trying to get you into a state where you have dropped your story, you have dropped your internal dialogue, and you are simply focused, you bring your consciousness to the present. Because again, the present moment is the one place where your stories cannot thrive. You, you you need to go back into the past in order for your stories to keep churning up. So when I recommend a, a meditation technique, I recommend a very bare bones meditation technique that does not really involve any sort of, you know, there's a lot of meditations that take you on another journey, another story. Well, I'm walking on a beach or in a forest and then I'm this and I'm this magical right, being yeah. that's floating through the universe. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, Uh, you know, these guided meditations, and, you know, they're fine. They, they, you know, they may carry you eventually to where it is that I think that you should be going with the meditation. But my attitude is that if you want to get to the heart of these kind of, uh, to the heart of the source of your consciousness, you have to go into these states where you are bringing your attention to literally the present moment. And my God, that is something that especially here in the West, that is something that we abhor we abhor silence we abhor lack of distraction we are constantly staring at our phones at our screens for the next narrative to entertain us for the next thing to pull us away we are constantly jumping from narrative to narrative to narrative looking for relief i mean that's all we're that's why people are scrolling right All day long. That's what they're doing. You're essentially, that's all you're doing is really just trying to pull your attention from one thing to another, looking for relief. Well, you never find it because you're just jumping from cage to cage to cage. So what I'm always suggesting is have a seat. Have a seat for a while and force yourself to do this, even if it's just for 10 minutes a day. Have a seat if you want to focus on your breath, fine. If you want to focus on a candle and light some incense and all that other stuff, burn sage, I I have no problem with that. But my attitude is that that's not what meditation is about. What you have to do is just pay attention to what's going on around you. And when you notice that your mind is agitated, when the mind is going, but this is boring. You are onto something because that is exactly what your mind is going to do. Your mind's going to go, but that's boring. I don't, nothing's going on in the present. The present is boring. I want to. I want to. I want to think about this. And I want to plan for this, and I want to think about what that that argument that I had earlier. Right? I mean, it's that's where the mind is constantly trying to pull you because that is where that's the realm that the mind has control. The mind doesn't have control of the present moment because the present moment just is happening it just is it's just the present moment there's no story around right. it all of our story all of our stories are are wrapped around things that have already happened or a projection of what's going to happen in the future right which is also based on what we've already experienced it's all memory so all of your meditation should be based on just sitting not trying to distract yourself from anything and just being aware of the present moment and then being aware when your mind goes oh, but let's think about this. Don't do anything about it. Don't try, you know, don't curse yourself. That's the biggest thing. Like, I can't do, I can't do this. I can't do this. You know, my mind is just too, no, you're, you're adding another story on top of it. Saying that you can't do it or I'm just too distracted is another narrative that your mind wants to wrap you in. Just be aware of it. That's why I'm always telling people, just pay attention to the mind, because what you're going to start noticing is that you want your thoughts. You truly aren't. You are what's observing them. You're the, you're the one that's. You're the. You're the part. You're the, you're the. You're the. You know the awareness that is being aware of this. You know the streamline of thoughts that are that are going through the mind, and so you can start just bringing your attention to them and going, oh, they're just. Thoughts that are going on in my head that 's not really me it 's not what i am it 's not the source of what I am, so that to me is the most important thing to sit down, pay attention to the moment. I actually mention a more specific technique in my videos where you actually bring your attention to the space around you that 's another yeah. thing that we you know we have all of our stories are wrapped around people and objects and things all the all the belongings in our life and the people in our life but you know when we bring our attention to the space around us that's that's the that's the one area again where narratives can't take hold there we have no s- story about emptiness we have no story mm. about space which again is why i believe is why zen and zen buddhism is so focused on the idea of emptiness because if you bring your attention to the emptiness truly then you start realizing that it's everything that is floating in emptiness that's distracting you it's not the emptiness itself it's just you know you're being distracted by all the the thoughts that are rising up in emptiness so sit pay attention to the moment pay attention to the emptiness around you the space literally the space around your body and when you do that also of course remember that that space is also in your body too i mean if you
0: know oh, any yeah. of your basic
1: physics if you know you notice your physics lessons of course we are mostly empty space. I mean, most of you know, everything that connects our, uh, all of our particles together, it's all emptiness, right? So, you know, bring your attention to all of that space and stop over-focusing on the stories, the dilemmas, the dramas. Even if it's just for 10 minutes, give yourself a break. Just do that. And, you know, and hopefully this will eventually seep into your, into your dream states where you're able to stop and go, wait a minute, this story isn't real either this is all made up. This is all completely made up. So, you know, uh, and hopefully that will lead to the true realization that your consciousness is also not bound to your body. But, you know, some people, I know that, like I said, I can astral project from the state of, of a lucid dream state, but I, I also know that people can do that from a meditative state too. So it's not like you have to, it's not like you've got to go into a lucid dream state, but that's my doorway. That's what worked the best for me. That's how, that's what made sense to me to go that direction. But I know many people who, you know, they can do this from from a simple meditation where they're dropping their stories right there in the moment while they're awake, while their body is fully awake. And again, from my philosophy, that makes perfect sense. Because again, if you can relax your body and you can de-identify and detach from all of your stories, well, then your consciousness is free outside of it so that's what and I what
2: we'll, Yeah, and Ian, so what will people find once they're able to get more comfortable in that, say, 10 minutes of, of silence and observation and being in the moment? What's kind of like a next, okay, so i got that. Then what might people notice and what is helpful?
1: Well, so th- this isn't a next step, next step. And that's, again, okay. that's another thing that, the, that's keep in mind, that's another thing that the, the, mind, the mind is looking for a a series, a technique. It is the, all I am about is our anti-techniques. I am getting, I'm trying to erase the notion that there is a linear direction that we are going with this. I like that. I am saying, sit there for 10 minutes. Do not expect that this is moving to a final result. Again, that's what the mind wants. The mind is going, Well, where am I on this hill that I'm climbing? That's what it always yeah, wants to know. No, it wants right. to know, Where am I on, in the story? Drop all of that. And so, believe me, doing this, <laughs> this is going to keep on unpeeling layer upon layer. I mean, you're, you will really, in many ways, I say your mind's going to be bored, but your consciousness is going to become ever more enlightened and awakened the more you peel through these layers, like, Wow. That's not true. That's not. That's another story that I've been carrying. over. and there's another. And you're going to start noticing that these go back from your childhood. You know the stories that you've been carrying, and you just go. You know, none of them are real. These are stories I've been carrying around about who I am, what I identify with, what's important. So, yeah, there's there is no other direction to go except just be present, just be aware of what's going on, and that is enough. That is enough. It is. It's in fact it's all that you really do want. It really yeah. is all that you crave. It truly is all that you're craving. Everything that we are searching for, everything that we're looking, all of the desires that we chase and everything else, we're really sick of it, I mean, in many ways. And people are really, you know, they may not be aware of it, they're sick of staring at their phones. They're sick of scrolling. Yeah. They're sick of changing channels because they don't know what they're doing. They don't really ultimately understand what they're doing. You are looking for another distraction. You're trying to constantly pull yourself away from, from the from the story that you've got going on already for your life. So uh yeah. Peel them all away. Get rid of all of them and you'll you'll stop running.
2: Yes, you can be with yourself with more presence yes. and Absolutely. peace.
1: Absolutely. And that's the source of you he- and peace. That's true peace. It's the real peace. And not just the you know, not just the Artificial. kind of peace where we just where we just feel good. <laughs> it's it's deeper than that
2: internally focused
1: and localized it is it is indeed so
2: how can people find you if they want to reach out and learn more especially because i know we're at the end I, you know for people, people know yep. how this can help with healing themselves and such
1: uh you know i would start with, with i've done about seven videos now again the, the video series is new to me i've just started doing these extended talks if you google my name ian jaded you're going to find articles. You'll find my books. If you, uh, the main source really is my website. If you want to find a a complete calendar of everything that I've done, if you want to find my YouTube channel, if you want to find my books, go to IanJaded.com. That is my company. And that's, that's where you'll, you know, you'll find all my, the the major uh, points of my, my, all my resources, all of my appearances and everything. But, um, I would start with, it depends if you want to start with the book, it depends on what you want to start with, because ultimately both of my books tell the same, you know, they have the same philosophy, but yeah. tripping, tripping the field is was my attempt to take all of these ideas that I've been pulling together for thirty years and having fun with them. And I turned it into an occult science fiction story that's this adventure that that travels across the globe with these uh, science professors who are who are chasing this uh, this frequency in South America. And I you know it dives into shamanism and religion and shape-shifting and lucid dreaming, and it's I just had fun with these concepts. Now, in my second book, migration, it's much more nonfiction. It's much more uh, solid research, where I, I'm speaking much more directly to my audience and saying, "Look, this is this is why we are connected to the narratives uh, th- that we are. This is what is happening to your consciousness when you're when you're looking at your your technology, your phones, and your screens and all that. You know, what is it that you're looking for exactly? And I dive into all of the mechanics behind that." and then i like i said or if you can just go and check out my videos and uh, there those are about each one is about 20 30 minutes apiece and i i where i'm trying to illustrate these points more graphically i'm trying to use some special effects and some computer graphics and whatnot where i'm trying to really illustrate cuz you know these are very abstract concepts right. so it's hard to it's hard to get it across with words alone so that's where i'm trying to really you know, visually described, you know, so you can get the feeling of, hey, this is what this concept really looks like, you know, if we were. Yeah, they're we're good. I, I was enjoying
2: it. watching them.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, you're any, welcome. Any of those, wherever you want to start.
2: And well, I'm I'm so glad we're connected and thank you for your time today. Yeah. Well, and I just really enjoyed thank this you. conversation and learning more about your work and Thanks this so paradigm of so Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Fantastic.
1: By thank PN. you. Thank you. All right, you take care. Bye-bye.
2: I will, you too. That concludes right. my show today with Ian Jaded. And like he said, go to com. And all of my love to you on this conclusion of what was 2020 and to just really take some time to bless all of your experiences and yourself and move into this new year in this field of infinite possibilities. All my love to you. Bye-bye.
1: You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir.